Welcome to the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. My name is Joaquin Elizondo, and I edit films and scripted TV shows in Hollywood. I created the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program to help aspiring editors start or advance their careers in post-production. I don't have any training in coaching or some fancy degree in psychology. I'm just a guy who is relentless in pursuing his goals and wants to help people do the same. But I didn't achieve happiness and success in my career alone. Throughout the years, I've come across some amazing people that have offered valuable advice and guidance. That's why I created the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program, to help people navigate the path to achieving their career goals. I've been in your shoes and gone through the same struggles. The challenges and fears on this journey are real. And I want to tell you, it is possible. Doing something a little different here today on episode 35 of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. Gonna be talking all about health and wellness, something that I'm truly interested in and get excited about. It's a topic that I hadn't touched upon in a while, although it's something that I wanted to do again on the show, but was just waiting to meet the right person to do it with. And that person happens to be my guest today. Lydia Hurlbut is CEO of the Filmmakers Academy which was founded in 2009 as a business that delivers outstanding professional education and mentorship to filmmakers worldwide. Hurlbut earned her master's degree in forensic nursing at the University of Virginia. From there, her career path journeyed through pediatric nursing and forensic science to life coaching and strategic marketing. She is passionate about wellness and techniques for improving health. And the reason I said I was waiting for the right person is because Lydia and I met for the first time in 2021 and we really connected on this topic about health and wellness and agreed on how taking care of our mind and body can lead us to finding success in the film and television industry. And as someone that struggled with his health for many years, it wasn't until I started practicing healthier habits such as exercising regularly, eating nutritious meals, getting proper sleep, meditating, creating a daily routine, and developing a more positive mindset, which I feel I also achieved by going to therapy. It was all this that played a huge role in achieving my dream of working in film and scripted television. So we're going to get into all this with Lydia. And I got to say, it's all stuff that's been backed up by science and also things that I've experienced firsthand. And I can tell you, they work. Now, I certainly don't want to push anything on you. It's important to identify what works for your journey. We're just here to present what's out there and also share our personal stories regarding health and wellness so that you hopefully find the inspiration and motivation to help you reach your goals and also maybe discover something new about yourself. Just quickly before we get into it though, if you want to read more articles or watch some videos about health and wellness, check out HollywoodEditingMentor.com and while you're there, make sure you sign up to be a member of this community. It's free. And also make sure to share this episode with anyone that is interested in health and wellness or the post-production industry. It will certainly help spread the word about the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program. Lydia, I think this is going to be, this is like part two of our conversation here because we already had a really deep talk prior to the, hitting the record button. Lydia Hurlbut here, the CEO of the Filmmakers Academy here on the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. It's great to see you, Lydia. You're looking great. I mean, I, I swear every time I see you, you look you look better and better. You look so oh healthy. I mean, you look great. Thank you. Thank you, Joaquin. And you know what? I need to come on here more often. <laughs> Thank you for making my day. And I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm, I'm really fired up to, to, you know, get to know your community and to be here and chat today. So it's going to be awesome. 
Yeah, I was really looking forward to this. Uh, I think, you know, having a proper conversation about health and wellness with you, because I think since the first time we met, we connected, I think, about this. And I knew this was going to be uh, a great relationship with, with you and, and Shane and the Filmmakers Academy. Uh, and it has been. It's been great working with all of you. But I, I think more than anything, I think what we found out was that there was some synergy. There was, some, there was a connection uh, there from the get-go. 100%. And I think wh when we first met, which was to have you be one of our mentors and educators on Filmmakers Academy, um, you and I instantly started talking health and wellness because that is my passion. And I picked up on your excitement for that and your dedication to, um, to feeling good, to your own health. And, and that, then we were off to the races because it's like when you have a passion for a topic, as you do for editing, clearly. Um, but I think what we're realizing as filmmakers in general, and I have to add, I am not, I'm married to a filmmaker. I have lived with my husband and cinematographer, um, Shane Hurlbut, ASC for, oh my gosh, I've got to count how many years we've been married. I think we're going on 34 now. Congrats. But the, the bottom line is, is that my background is actually, um, I started out in nursing and then I got into health and wellness um, by becoming a life coach, a life coach who was obsessed with business. And then I became certified in Reiki um, and am a master level Reiki practitioner now. So I, I'm coming to the film industry with a little bit of a unique background. I have produced a few projects and I've been running the business since 2009 and have made all the business decisions and joint venture decisions and everything that we've done, three rebrands. Um, but I did not go to film school. So I feel like I have a little bit of an unusual lens with filmmakers based on my health background and the fact that I love and care about them so deeply because I'm married to one. So it's a, it's a little bit of a different perspective. No, and it's good to have that perspective. And that's, you know, why I wanted to do this today to have you on here and talk about health and wellness. Cause you, again, you are uh, an expert in this and you, uh, have experience and know how to talk about it way better than I do. I just know, I just, I just know obviously the benefits of it because for me, it was, uh, something I discovered, you know, later in life about taking care of my mind, my body, and that I feel by doing that opened up a lot of opportunities for me. And now it's something that it's a part of my lifestyle and, and, and I know the benefits of it. And now that I can't let it go, I, I, this is something I have to keep doing, uh, now for the rest of my life. Is to take care of my mind and my body. And I know that it keeps me just feeling great. It keeps me feeling creative. And it just, I don't know, brings a certain energy to the editing room. I think that really helps uh, my project, me and everyone around me and my team. That is so true, Joaquin. And you hit a lot of things to unpack in that one statement. You kind of summarized the whole thing. And I love <laughs> it. Because you are a very positive, energetic person who has a lot of passion for editing. You love what you do. And that energy flows out of you um, from every, just being in the room with you. It's so much fun to, and, and when we had our shoots with you, we had so much fun. There was so much laughter and, and we really enjoyed it. 
And that is because you have dedicated time to meditating, your mindset. Um, you also are very grounded in your knowledge. You know your stuff. And that comes across very clearly, that confidence of knowing and the years of training that you have done. And I think the trap, and I think it's so interesting to talk about traps for a second, right? Because the trap for filmmakers is that it's all about learning the knowledge, it's, it's all, which is very important. And I'm the first person to say you constantly have to, to learn. Learning is lifelong. But I think that sometimes we can get so caught up in, in the gear and, and just focusing on the gear and, and our lives become out of balance a little bit. And what's happening is we overwork because, you know, and, and I'm saying we, but this is, this is a trap I've seen a lot of people make, including myself. Because um, in, a, in an adjacent field. So in nursing, I was burned out um, because I was such an overachiever and I worked so hard. I was doing 16 hour days and double shift and just, you know, oh, I can do it. I can do it. I loved what I did. And what happened was I literally burned myself out of the field that I loved and left it. And that's what. I don't want to have happen for filmmakers because, because again, you, the, the mentality could be, you don't know if you're going to work again. So you better take every job that comes along, whether or not it's right for you. And then, and then all of a sudden you don't recognize yourself anymore because you're not healthy. You're grumpy. You're burned out. You're angry. You're irritable. Your significant other or family may be saying, what is going on with you? right? Like you used to love your job. Why do you hate it now? What's happening? Why are you so miserable? Why are you complaining all the time? Okay. All of these things just happen before we know it. If we're not paying attention to our health and wellness and self-care. And then what happens is we don't work as much and then we get even more scared, right? So it's a very vicious cycle and trap that can easily happen that we want to avoid. And by, by doing things like meditating, let's just take that one example to, that you mentioned, to take care of your mental health, to really just push everything out of your mind to quiet it, makes you more focused at work, you know, editing, makes you a nicer person to be around because you're not so quick to the trigger you're not so angry <laughs> when things go wrong yeah. or when you get yelled at because you didn't do something just mm -hmm. right the way the director wanted it let's say yeah. it makes you not personalize things so much so that you're steadier you're more even you don't take things to heart so that then things kind of roll off your back people love being around you then because you're calm and you're steady and you're positive and that energy that you're putting out there is so attractive to everybody. So then you get more work because they say, wow, look at him. He's so positive. He's fun to be around. I, I energetically want to be around Joaquin as my editor because you're just a great guy to be around. You're happy with your life. You know, you're in good health. You want the best possible product for your, 
for the end result of the features that you're editing or the projects that you're editing. And so it really is this ripple effect that happens for greatness. And that's what produces a long and exciting career. And that's what allows you to attract the jobs that you really want. You see it right there. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's it. We're, it's over. I mean, it's, it's really <laughs> because I mean, like, that's the thing, especially, I mean, I'll say for myself as, a, as an editor, you know, you're working in a room with a person, you know, it's a very, very intimate setting and it's long hours. And yes, you're getting, I mean, you're getting criticized all the time. I mean, and it, it, I'm just saying you're getting notes. You're often, people are questioning your decisions and you can't take it personally. It's, it's part of the job. Yes. Yes. But if your mind is imbalanced and this is, this is where it's really extraordinary what meditation does in the mind, right? It, it helps create space. Okay. It calms the mind down. It actually even helps the neural connectivity in the brain so that your neurons are firing and connecting better. It decreases Alzheimer's disease. I mean, all of these things have been proven through the research, right? And I think everybody hears so much about meditation that, that there's a groan that accompanies it, right? Where you're like, oh, not again. That was me. That was me a couple years ago. Why does everybody keep talking about it? Like I'm sick of hearing about it, right? And, and also, if your body's a little bit overwired, Okay, you have a little bit of ADHD or you can't sit. And so um, the thought of sitting there with your eyes closed, trying to quiet your mind, even though you have a million thoughts racing through it, may feel impossible or seem impossible. And, and I think what we need to realize is that even just a few minutes a day has such giant benefits and you don't have to do everything yourself. There's so many beautiful guided meditations on insight timer. So I think finding a good app makes it so easy. And that way you just click your app in your morning routine or in your night routine, whatever you're doing, ideally both. And then you just do it and it, and you become, you see the benefits so quickly of that, that it makes you want to do it more. So meditating is just one easy thing that you can do um, to benefit your health and to get more work. Because what people don't realize is that it also, I just want to bring up one more point if I can, Joaquin, about this. Um, it decreases scarcity in the brain. And having a scarcity mindset is the most repelling energy that you can have because it's the energy of attachment. And what happens is when you go in for an interview, let's say with a director or with a producer or whomever, And, and you have in your mind, oh my gosh, I've got to get this job. I have to get this job. I haven't worked in so long. Um, I need it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh -huh. you're going to go in with that energy of tension and of stress that they're then going to pick up on, right? Yes. And, yes. and you're going to feel desperate mm -hmm. to them. And they're not going to really understand why, but they're going to be like, gosh, that person was so intense. Or Is the energy? The energy was too much off. for me. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. It was off. Like, I don't know what it is. They've got a great skill set maybe, but. Ugh. Exactly. People can sense that. They can feel it. They can sense it because we're energetic beings. And you've had this with people. I mean, I've had it with people where I walked into a room and I was, I was exhausted. 
it's like all the energy was sucked out of the room and I just felt like I needed to lay down and go to bed. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I've seen it firsthand, firsthand. Right, or the yeah. energy vampires are those really toxic people where you're just like, oh, get away from Ooh, me, I don't yeah. want to be around this person. <laughs> and you feel like you need to go wash your hands, you know what I mean? And and so we're vibrating energetic beings. Our cells have energy, our mitochondria has energy. And we have to understand that our energy literally impacts other people. It impacts if you get a job or not. It really does. And I know that sounds crazy. Of course, it's your skill set, but it may be your negativity or the vibe that you're putting out that actually causes you to lose a job because you're impatient or you're frustrated or just subtle little things that you do. And meditation combats all of this negativity so that when you go into the room, your mind is clear and open, you're patient. You are able to answer questions over and over again without the response of, oh, I already answered that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're able to say things in, in an interesting and different way. And you're listening. This is the other thing that meditation gives you is amazing listening skills. Okay. Because your mind is open. You don't have a preset agenda. And when you're really listening, then you can give the answers or you can point out things on your reel that's exactly what they want to see. To be like, oh my gosh, I did a car spot that had that for this car commercial and it's right here. Let's say if, if it's you against somebody else, which happens so often. Or, you know, so you're really able to serve the interview in a way that you wouldn't have had you not calmed your mind meditated, really prepared. Of course you have to prepare, right? You've got to, you've got to prepare and be, and, and have all your ducks in a row and be organized. But this gives you the edge. And that's the point that I think I want to make. It gives you the critical edge to make you get the job, to make people really see your value that they might not have been really able to see before. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, truly believe in putting out the right energy. I think I, I and I gotta say now, me working on this stuff, learning about it, I think I'm I'm good at sensing it now from other people now that I that I that I meet. Right? I mean, I think it, I'm, I'm sure you as well. It's like it's pretty instant. Yeah, and people sense it. And what you're describing right there so beautifully is that your intuition, my intuition, we all have this ability. And so I, I really want people to to think about intuition one second. It's, it's that sixth sense that you have that picks up somebody else's energy. We have to just think of the fact that if our energy is off, that is immediately sensed and felt if you're paying attention within your own body, because you could be energy drained. You could, you could be eating all the time, right? Because think about it. Think about how our bodies work. If we feel low energy, we think, oh my gosh, I just need to eat more. I'm, I'm hungry because I've got to beef myself up theoretically, right? But food may not be the thing that we really need. We could be dehydrated. We could be feeling depressed just because we're off and things we're really struggling right now. There's so many things other than food that could be what we need. But I think 
automatically we go to, we've got to eat something to boost our energy, but then you eat something and then sometimes (laughs) you feel worse, Worse. right? (laughs) You feel worse, especially if it's sugared and like a donut. Okay. I'm using the worst possible example, right? But think about that. You crash, you crash. And then you're like, oh, I now even feel worse. And then, oh my gosh, I feel worse. And your brain is focused on how horrible you feel. Okay. So again, it's the cycle, right? And, and, and the, the pancreas is putting out insulin to come like crazy to combat all that sugar in your body. Right. So there's so many factors that, that play into energy, that play into mindset and they're interrelated. And I think that this is, you know, I view everything as impacting absolutely everything else in the best way possible to amplify or in the worst way possible where we, we just feel like we're a red hot mess and we don't know why. And then it's really unpacking in a very simple way, what's going on with me, right? What is going on with me? And maybe it's as simple as getting more sleep at night. Maybe you're hungry all the time because you didn't get the seven to eight hours of sleep that your body required, or you couldn't because you were in the midst of finishing a project, you had an editing deadline, you were, had to be on set, and you just worked a 16-hour day. So we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And, and you know, maybe you've been running on five to six hours, which is not optimal for you, right? And I think that, you know, you, our bodies can do that for a little while. It's not great. We don't feel great while we're doing it, but we could get away with it. But it's important to understand the impact of that on our overall health eventually, right? And ha- the importance of sleep. And I'll tell you, for me, um, I sometimes have a hard time because I run a business. I take care of an older person. My sleep has been impacted because I can't shut off my brain at night. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't get to da 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 that I should have gotten done today. I've got to remember it for tomorrow. And the more that your sleep is impacted, the more your body's off. And so the greatest gift that you can give yourself is to get sleep when you can. And having a consistent sleep routine promotes better sleep right? And trying to get your brain calm before you go to bed is the other really important thing. So even if you can only get six and a half hours, you don't want to waste that tossing and turning and not being able to get to sleep, right? So I think the way to do that is to write down everything that's in your brain or meditate, just get it out of your brain before you get into the bed, so that when you sleep, you can go right to sleep, get eye shades and earplugs, a sound machine, whatever it is to set you. I use all of them. I feel like, you know, dorky when I go to bed because I'm putting on my, <laughs> my eye shades. I've got my earplugs in and I've got my sound machine going because if I hear sirens or anything else, I'm up because I'm a mom. And I'm used to listening for little kids. I'm a very light sleeper, right? So I need to protect myself and I need to know myself really well. And also I've got a fan going in my bedroom because it's been really hot and I'm upstairs and I don't want to burn so much air conditioning because of the bills, right? So I, I have the additional, I feel like I've got a 
two sleeper helper going because I've got the fan and, you know, my, my sound machine. So it's just knowing yourself, right? That's it. No, look, I gotta, I, I gotta say though, one of the most important things for, for me is to get proper sleep. I cannot function the next day if I don't get, you know, good sleep. I mean, I think I, for me, not getting, you know, a good amount of sleep is worse than say a hangover. It is. So I make it a point to get at least for me, my goal is at least six hours. You know, I'm being realistic, at least. And high quality sleep versus tossing and turning and tossing and turning, right? And one point that you brought up that's so critical for editors that I just want to hit from a health standpoint, you're exposed to such blue light all day long. Uh, Exactly. All day long. The last thing you want to do is to be on your phone. That is the last thing you want to do, right? Because we don't pay attention. These things have so much blue light coming at us all the time, phones, tablets, anything. And then your mind is getting, is getting stimulated from the light. It's hard for our body's sleep cycle with melatonin needs darkness, the sleep wake cycle. And so if you're constantly putting light on right before you go to sleep, then your body thinks, oh my gosh, I'm up right? Your brain thinks it's time to wake up. And so we really need to pay attention. And and some people, I know that Shane for a long time loved the blackout curtains because he needed, when he was doing nights on set, he needed pitch black in the room in order to wind down in the morning to be able to get that six to seven hours. He needed it to be black as pitch in, in the bedroom. And I remember you know, he did a lot more nights than a few jobs. Thankfully, he doesn't have so many nights on this one. But it was really hard for him because gardeners are going during the day and everybody else is awake. And you're trying to wind your body down for sleep. So the, the bedtime routine is really important. And books are so great. And whether you listen to a book on tape or whether you're, you're physically reading, whatever the case may be, um, something soothing that is not activating the brain, that's, that's it. That's the success. And I think this is the other thing that I want to say to people is um, it doesn't have to be overwhelming because I could hear people at this point thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much I got to work about. Yes. There's so much I have to think about. Like, how do I know? Right. So this is, this is what I say to all of you that feel that way right now, because there's a lot to keep in mind. Right. And I think it's just down to simple routines. especially for men and women running out the door, going to set. So I think if we break it down, right, this is what I do every morning. And it's very simple. I have five things. So I get up and I meditate. Number two is I, well, actually, let me back up. Number one is I drink two full glasses of water. First thing in the morning, because we're dehydrated and hydration, especially in the heat is really important. So you dehydrate overnight because a lot of us are mouth breathers. And if you're sweating and doing other stuff because it's hot, you're actually dehydrating your body before you even wake up. So you want to set yourself up for success by just drinking water, one or two glasses before coffee, before you do anything, just knock it back, right? The second thing I do is I meditate right there so that I don't have an excuse Before I even get out of bed, I'm drinking my water and I'm meditating so that I don't have an excuse to not do it in the day. And if I have a really jam-packed morning, it's three to five minutes, just just enough (laughs) to, I'd like a lot more, but 
maybe I don't have it in that day. And the other thing is, I think we get into all or nothing thinking, you don't have to do all your meditation in the morning. If, if it's easier for you, do it in the evening or do it right before you go to bed or break it up twice a day, however you want to do it for your routine. I'm just sharing mine for everybody. So to, to let you know how I make it so simple. Then I get my coffee and in my coffee, because I have to have coffee to function, right? From, from nursing, um, I do protein powder. I make sure that I get a little bit of turmeric because I like it. Okay. I do my Benefiber in there so that I've got my fiber, my pre and probiotics. This is all going in the coffee. So it, it's one drink and I've set myself up for the day. Okay. Then I stretch and I love my stretching because when I stretch, I lengthen my body. I can feel myself being taller. I'm working the core a little bit I'm because I have a knee injury. And so if I don't stretch, my knee tells me, okay? And I, it helps me prevent further injury to this knee. And then I go on a walk. And, and what's great about my morning walk, I have to walk the dog that I'm dog sitting right now. And I love having this dog because it forces me outside. I'm getting some sunlight some much needed melatonin, but, but I've also had sunscreen on and a hat. Okay. Every single time I'm out there. So I'm getting the benefits of the sun, but I'm not cooking my skin. So, um, that's it. That's, that's the morning. And I can do it. Every, I do that routine every single day. It takes me depending on my morning. Sometimes I can do it in 20 minutes. If the dog walks five minutes, or I can do it in 45 minutes if I have a little bit more time. But that's my routine every day. When I do that, I feel so great for the day. I feel like I've cherished myself. I'm out of scarcity mindset. I am ready to go and have an amazing day, be more creative, help my team, make good business decisions, attract more to my business because I am just feeling good. You know, and I think that energetically, I'm on point. And I think that that is something that we really just, it, it can be very simple. It's just a couple of steps, just like you have an editing protocol. I'm sure you do, Joaquin. Every time you edit, there's a certain protocol that you go through, right? And I, th I think of self-care as that simple. It's like, you know, you have monitor settings or you have your monitors in a certain way and you've got your keyboard shortcut set up and you have your protocol that makes you edit in the best way you can edit. And it's, it's that way for self-care in the morning. It's simple, right? Like if you didn't have that editing protocol in place, it would take you forever to do things and get things done every day, right? Well, I mean, like, well, that's the thing. What would you tell someone that is, you know, like you said, someone might listen to this and be like, well, that's a lot of work. And so how can someone start developing a routine and also just healthy habits? Exactly. And I think it's just starting with one, right? So pick one thing you want to do. Maybe that one thing is meditation, or maybe that one thing is stretching. I think it's like, it's incorporating one teeny tiny thing, and then you build on. And you feel the results of that one habit or that one action that you've taken. It could also be doing it with somebody else. Like you talked about meditating with your wife, right? 
Shane and I meditate together, but it's also having an accountability person when you're first starting out to check in with you and say, how's it going? What did you do today? Right. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything. I got to do something because I have to, you know, I've got an accountability buddy. It's like a workout buddy, right? It's, you're so much more apt to work out if you do it with somebody. Yeah, I guess talking about accountability, though, I mean, like it goes, I guess, to say also going out there and looking for help, a mentor, a personal trainer, a coach. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, sometimes we think we can do this by ourselves. And, and, but, you know, we might need that extra push and someone to guide us and maybe show us what might work for us or how to do things. Cause it, for me, it was that it was like, I went off and, you know, I never got a personal trainer because of the money for me. Right. Eventually I got one. And it was the best thing I ever did. Right. And that goes the same with say finding mentors or, you know, obviously something like the filmmakers Academy, right. Where it's like, you need someone to guide you and have that accountability. Exactly. And I, I really appreciate you bringing that up because um, I think that we talk ourselves out of it from a financial perspective, right? I can't afford it. Like that might be nice for you guys, but I can't possibly afford it. And I just want to talk and say my, um, the way I think of things is how could you not? How could you not because of the benefits? And let me explain what I mean by that, right? So of course, if you're a film student, I, you know, getting a mentor or going into this really expensive course may seem unattainable in that moment. But if we really think about how, what we're spending our money on and, and how we're valuing it, it could be a Christmas gift from a few people. It could be, you know, um, paid with PayPal over a year that's interest-free. Like there's so many creative options. If you really want something for yourself, you will find a financial way to get it. And I think what makes mentorship or accountability or coaching invaluable is that it is somebody else's perspective in addition to yours that opens your mind and gives you creative possibilities that on your own, you may or may not have come up with. And not only those possibilities, but the, the actionable steps that, that you could take and the goals that you could set for yourself to achieve it. So it's so much. And even just from one, Shane recently had a mentor call and ended up hiring that person for the job that he's about to go on to because he, he felt like they had the perfect skill set. They were so extraordinary. And he hired the person. You never know what the outcome is going to be from coaching, from mentoring. You really never know. And the mentor may say to you, you know, okay, you could do one session, but I'm happy to stay in touch with you. Let me know your successes. Email, here's my email. There's so many great things in a ripple effect. They may think of you down the line for a job or for a job referral or say, hey, I had this great call, you know, with, um, I don't know, Joaquin. And here, here's what Joaquin told me about his skill set. And he would be perfect for this project coming up because I'm not available. Like think of all of the opportunities there, right? And expanding your mind is 
everything because we all have limitations on our own thinking. It's, it's, I hired a coach when Shane and I, Shane did the illumination experience tour way back in 2013 for the business. And I knew that I did not feel comfortable or have the skill set to create a curriculum on lighting. Okay. And Shane obviously worked with this woman, but she was a, she was a business coach. She helped us to make this tour so extraordinary that people are still talking about it. It was way back in 2013. Shane went across the country. It was produced by MZ. And it was the IE tour, the Illumination Experience tour. And it was through Jane Warlow's coaching and talking about different styles of learning and how can we make it tactile and how can we have the participants, you know, involved and how can we make it so valuable. And it was all of us together that created this extraordinary hands-on learning experience. And without her help, it would have been okay. It would have been okay. It would not have been horrible. She made it extraordinary, right? And that is, I think that's the biggest distinction that, that I can make. Yeah, exactly. It's a, you know, for, for many years, for me, myself, I, I, was, I always thought I could do it by myself, um, that I didn't need help, that I could figure it out. And what I realized was that I was just, I wasted a lot of time <laughs> trying to figure things out. And it's like by having a mentor or even a personal trainer, it's like, give me what I need to know, right? I, you save me a lot of time. Of course. I'd rather make the investment up front. <laughs> yeah. And not only time walking, but one thing that I just want to add, there's just a little aside here. The whole, I care about people. I am people motivated, people oriented. I love filmmakers. Again, because I happen to be married to one. I worry about them. I love them. I think they're extraordinary humans. And the whole reason that we created the Filmmakers Academy was to deliver this extraordinary education and, and what did not exist to save people time, to save people the mistakes that, that took Shane you know, and all of our mentors maybe 15 to 20 years to learn like yourself. And so if you had had a resource like this, like what we've all created together, um, to so that maybe you didn't have to lose a job or, or get fired from a job or fire yourself from a job because you didn't have the skill set, right? If, if a resource like that had existed, I mean, this is why we made it to save you and to jumpstart everybody who wants it, their career so that they can have more than they ever imagined for themselves, right? That's a big vision. That's a big global vision that I have. And I just wanted to point that out because I think it's so important that people understand that it's not numbers motivated. We're people motivated. We want it to be the most extraordinary experience. And I think that you're very people motivated in your editing. You want to leave your mark. And you, and your impact, and you know that if you connect with people, that's what gets repeat business. That's what gets you know people to hire you again. Directors to say, "I want Joaquin as my editor," right? Yeah. Because you've connected with the person. They've seen you shine. They've seen your skill set, and you're now having jobs that you could not have imagined for yourself. 
and opportunities coming to you, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I had a question. Uh, someone asked me recently, how do you become a better editor? And I said, me by having conversations, by listening to people, by having con- connecting with people. Yeah. And this person was very surprised for me to say that, but that is how I think I become a better editor. I, I just have try to have experiences and more, more than anything, experiences with people, conversations, listening. And I think that is really how I, I'm just, I get, again, I get, I get more work. Uh, I have just, I'm better at my actually, actually editing, like, you know, cutting performances. I, I think I connect better with performances. I know what I'm fighting for, how to tell a better story. It's all these things that I think just for me come from having just normal interactions with, with people around me. And the listening cannot be um, overstated enough. And I agree with you a hundred percent because community and listening to your community. So communities create possibility. Communities create possibility because it's, it's a lot of talented people coming together. And in your edit mentor community, in my Filmmakers Academy community, which you're a part of, communities create possibility. And when there's an overlap of these communities and you meet people that are not in your natural network, Think of the possibilities that happen then if you're really listening and paying attention. And I think that we have to, because it's people that you would never normally come up against, but may be able to help you, right? And and it's that I grew up in a very small community and everything I do is based on the core values that I built in that community of family, of collaboration right? Of creativity, of adventure. And it was about, in Aurora, New York, neighbors help neighbors. We were 350 people in a village, right? And a huge surrounding farm community. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody's business. Everybody knew who was related to who and how it worked. And because of that start, I think we all crave the way that we grew up, right? I want that same feeling of like, oh my gosh, I know Sue, who's a Filmmakers Academy member, but she happens to live in Europe or she happens to live, but it's the community, the loving film family to create this massive vision of possibility and collaborations with a variety of people so that opportunities come or are greater than you ever imagined or could do on your own. And I mean, that's, that's why community matters. That's why, you know, um, you're putting so much time and effort into your community and ours. And I think that uh, that's why I'm so honored to be here today and share more about what we're doing and, and how it could help, right? How it could help and how health and wellness can help. Because I view this health and longevity about a successful long career. So for me, health and wellness is about the success of your career, right? Because they go hand in hand. And I think that that's what's so exciting about it. Yes, it's important to ha- have these conversations and put it out there. And that's why I wanted to do this with you today. Um, you know, I've been obviously having a lot of interviews with uh, editors and talking about that aspect of the industry, uh, which is obviously very important uh, of talking about, you know, our craft. But this is... I think 
health and wellness, such a big aspect of this, of our careers, of, as filmmakers, not just editors, just as filmmakers, that we need to pay attention to and have discussions about. Uh, because, look, and, and I, I say it because I discovered it. I was not, I didn't feel this way about it, you know, maybe five years ago. It was a recent, fairly recent discovery. And when I did discover it, wow, it changed my life and it changed my career. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's so evident in your success. Okay. So you can say that because also you can show it with the projects that you've been working on, like Narcos and all these amazing projects, right? And I am so happy for your success and I want to celebrate it, Joaquin. And, and all of the, all of the steps that you have personally taken on your health and wellness journey, because it's a different journey for every single person out there. And that's what's so exciting about it is the constant discovery. And look at health and wellness is a multi-billion dollar empire in, in our world. I mean, multi-billion, they're pouring billions of dollars into this because, and I'll share a really personal story here, if, if I may. Um, before, okay, so even as a nurse, I was not taking all of these principles um, seriously. And I had the knowledge base, right? Right. <laughs> so way back in 2006, I was burning the candle at both ends. Shane was shooting Terminator Salvation. I was a single mom. I didn't have family around to help with two little kids. And I got really seriously ill with spinal meningitis. And I was two weeks, not eight, more than two weeks, not able to take care of my own children. My best friend had to move in. She had to take the kids to preschool. I was hospitalized with 105 and out of it. I lost 20 pounds. I was so weak. I could not even walk up the stairs in my own home without stopping midway on a landing to catch my breath. I was so sick. My brain was on fire. I went through five spinal taps, which hurt like heck. I had three infectious disease specialists come to try to tell me um, what the virus was and nobody could figure it out. My doctor saved my life and prevented me from having long-term um, disability, right? It's, it's miraculous that I came out of it without being disabled in some way. And at the end of that experience, it taught me so many things, okay? Because when we have a health crisis, we pay attention to health and wealth. When we have a massive crisis, okay, all of a sudden it's in our face. We can't work. You can't ignore it. You know, maybe something that you haven't paid attention to for a while. I pushed myself to the breaking point of my body. And that's exactly what happened for me. I was so exhausted. My body broke. My immune system, I was so susceptible to this virus because I was so immuno run down because I wasn't sleeping enough. My, I had had sick kids and I got this horrible viral spinal meningitis. So what I learned at the end of that, that was my line in the sand. And I think that we all have our line in the sand for health where we get such a wake-up call if we're ignoring our body and ignoring our needs, okay? We get such a wake-up call that we take it 
seriously. And we will never be willing to compromise. I personally was never willing to compromise myself again in that same way based on that experience. It was so profound because um, being able to not take care of my children um, was, I just cried and sobbed because it was terrifying. And at that same time, Shane's dad, Shane was on a movie and his dad was in intensive care with pancreatitis and his mother had called and said, you've got to come see your dad because I think we're going to lose him. So poor Shane was just like in the ICU with his dad while I am melting down um, in the hospital here. And you can imagine, I mean, it was an impossible situation. So after that, horrible life-changing experience, what I learned is that I need to prioritize myself no matter what else is happening in my life. And I need to prioritize my own self-care because if I don't do that, I break my body down to the point where I am literally unable to care for the people that need me the most and that love and count on me. And I think that that is my why. And it's so important to understand your why. That's why I'm obsessed with health and wellness. That's why I am. I want to share what I've learned with filmmakers and editors. That's why I care so much about everybody else's health because I broke myself and I was able to come back from that. And I know that that is a gift. I know it's a gift. And I also burned myself out as a nurse and I was able to come back from that in a very positive way through, through just a bunch of life lessons. And, and I have that gift too. And I feel like, you know, I've been given these gifts and I'm so grateful for them. And I need to share what I've learned to help others um, who may be, may have a lot of health challenges. And so that's, I, understanding your why is so important. And Simon Sinek talks a lot about the why in leadership businesses and we're all we're all you know in business we're all entrepreneurs as filmmakers you need to understand why you're doing this why you get up out of bed every day why you love your job because when you can articulate that to somebody else to the producer to the director to the person that's hiring you that vulnerable visceral story that you share that is your why that gets you hired. That gets people knowing who you are as a human being in a very profound way and why you care, why you're passionate. That gets you hired. And so I just wanted to share that with your audience so that they understand that I don't have any agenda other than I really care about your group of editors, their wellness, their health, because it's my mission in life because of this crazy incident that happened to me that it's it's my pure joy and it's my gift and so i just wanted to share that uh very vulnerably with your group because it matters it matters no thanks for sharing that and yes no we we need more people like you lydia <laughs> you're a true you're a true you're a true jam and i know you're 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 just passionate about this you believe in it and that you you want to help people out 
And so uh, thank you. And again, it has been great simply getting to know you and, and, and your husband, your whole crew and, and working with you guys. I mean, it, I think, again, it, that's why I think we just simply connected from the get go. I think so, too. And I appreciate you so much, Joaquin. I appreciate your setting this time aside, what you're doing for editors, how you're helping filmmakers become more comfortable with editing on the Filmmakers Academy and the, the gems and the pearls that you've shared and, and how you're really a beacon for leadership in your own area. Because um, one final point, and this is what I want all editors to understand, because I know this is an editing audience, but editors and filmmakers in general, is that um, what I learned from Hala Thomas Dahir, who is an Icelandic, she she's in Iceland, she's an entrepreneur, and she was a presidential candidate for Iceland. And if you look at Iceland, they're doing extraordinary things right now, and everybody wants to go to Iceland, okay? And what she shares is that we are all leaders. Inside of us, everybody needs to find their internal leader and their leadership skill set. And that I'm equally passionate about, about leadership and about health and wellness because I think it's so important. It doesn't matter the level that you're at. It really doesn't. You could be a PA that is a day hire and you have the potential onset for leadership. And that is through your proactivity, through your positivity, right? Being positive, being proactive. I'm here to help. What can I do for being intentional? And I think that, that everybody needs to understand that they are a leader in their own little area, even if they don't have anybody under them, because they have the power to shine so brightly that gets you hired again. People notice, wow, they went above and beyond and look how much they helped us today. Like they're invaluable. And that is leadership, just being invaluable, which is what you bring, your attitude, how you serve, how you're there to serve and just make it easier for others, right? And so that goes along with health and wellness and mindset. They all interplay. And I just think that please know that through, through great leadership comes confidence. And this is the confidence that then builds your skill set that allows you to radiate out more because for people just starting out, they say, okay, I don't have that. Like, how do I get it? I don't have any experience. I can't be a leader. Like what? You can, you can. And it starts with your belief in yourself and your mindset. And then your confidence grows, the more experience you have. And then with great mindset, like meditation, it gets, it shines even more brightly. And then all of a sudden you're getting regularly hired. And, and it is the ripple effect. So please know that it's just starting with a great attitude and proactivity. It's as simple as that. Yes, I do believe that we all have the ability to do great things. And what usually holds us back is ourselves. And that for, my, for me, my personal experience, it was that. And that discovery that for many years, it was my beliefs, my thoughts, whatever that was keeping me back from doing great things. And it was, and I put in the work to eliminate those thoughts, that feelings thing. What, I mean, it would include going to therapy, yes. you know, meditation, uh, you know, eating better, all these things that helped me then say, you know what, I can do this. I have the power 
and I believe in myself. Yes. And therefore then th things happen. And that's so true, Joaquin, because we're our own worst enemies. We get into negative habits, negative patterns, negative thoughts, you know, talk. We would never treat other people the way we treat ourselves, truly, right? We beat ourselves up. And so I think the biggest thing that I want to say is that this community is so great because I know a part of what you promote is supporting one another. And that's to get back to the community part. That's why it's so important because you could practice all these things. You could practice being a leader within your great editing mentor community, right? If, if you're scared of it or scared to try something out, try it on with the community. And this is what a lot of our members do too. It's a safe place for you to try things out that you don't know if they're going to work or not and say, hey, how did that land? Or what did you think? Or I would think of trying this. The feedback that you get from the community is invaluable. It is. It is. It's just that, that, that you know, having that connection with the, with the community and, and get learning more about them, each other, is so important. That's what we're both doing with our community. So it's, it's great. We're here to keep doing it. Uh, Lydia, I want to be respectful of your Saturday. I uh, appreciate you hanging out here uh, with me today and the rest of the Hollywood Editing Mentor community. Uh, thanks for sharing your, your, your knowledge, your expertise, and hearing your personal stories. Uh, I truly appreciate it. Where can we find you and, and the Filmmakers yeah. Academy? Okay, so just filmmakerspluralacademy.com. Um, you, can, you can find us on, um, we are now on TikTok. So we're on TikTok, we're on YouTube. You want to check out what we do. YouTube's a great place to start. And Joaquin, I am just so grateful to you. And I, I'm so, I learned so much from you in our conversations. And it's just awesome. And I love hearing your experience. And I just want all your editing members to know that we welcome you um, in whatever way. And our blog is another great place to find um, amazing free content. So Come check us out at Filmmakers Academy. We would love to have you. Oh, great, great information on there. I, I, I you know, I talked to your husband, Shane. Obviously, he was on the podcast and talked about being a well-rounded filmmaker. And look, I, you know, I've been following, you know, Shane for years. And I learned so much uh, from, from Holbrook Visuals and, and the Academy. And, uh, you know, and now with Filmmakers Academy, I mean, like, it's, you know, it's all of, it's the importance of just being a well-rounded filmmaker, right? Learning everything, every aspect of cinematography, directing, editing, producing, all these things just help us just be, know all about filmmaking, learn the filmmaking language, and it just allows us to communicate better with, say, all the other departments. When we're talking, say, as an editor, you're talking to the composer, you're talking to the director, the DP. And so it's important to also step away from just simply, in this case, the editing room and learning all about what makes, uh, you know, being a great filmmaker. I agree. And, you know, if you understand different departments, it helps you become better at your job. Right. And I think that there's a lot of cross promotion nowadays where I think everything can be siloed at the very high end, you know, a hundred million dollars. Right. But there are a lot of people at lower budgets that are doing more than one job. Right. Because they have to. It's a it's an indie project. And so I think that 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 cross knowledge, it just makes you so much stronger and makes you shine more brightly. So. Thank you, Joaquin. I loved it. Such a pleasure talking with Lydia Hurlbut, CEO of the Filmmakers Academy, about health and wellness. It's a very important aspect of our careers, not only as editors, but as filmmakers. 
And it's very important to listen to our mind and our body. But please do not forget that it's all about what works for you. Thanks again for listening to episode 35 of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. My name is Joaquin Elizondo, the creator of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program. Stay safe and stay positive, my friends. I will see you next time.